Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes after five o'clock on a Monday morning, the sixth day of July. Hope you enjoy your 4th of July weekend activities. I'll tell you what, more oppressive heat covering the state of Wisconsin again this week. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke, by the way. Thanks so much for checking in. Yeah, weather-wise, as far as what we're looking at, everybody in the state of Wisconsin is going to expect temperatures that are either in the 90s or close to the 90s all week long. We do pick up a little bit more possibility of rain starting as soon as this afternoon in the Madison area and kind of in the forecast on and off all week long. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has weather details coming up in about 15 minutes. Today it looks like Eau Claire is going to touch out right around 89 degrees. La Crosse, you'll be at about 91. Uh, Madison, Fond du Lac, Beaver Dam looks like our temps will push towards 90 degrees as well. About a 50% chance of a thunderstorm developing sometime this afternoon. We'll get the details from Stu. Today is the beginning of the Wisconsin FFA Convention. Talking about that in just a moment. Another big Farm Show cancels. This time it's the Farm Progress Show and now they're talking about what are they going to do in place of that show. We'll have you some details on that as well. And don't forget, if you want any food and fiber news anytime, check it out online. MidwestFarmReport.com How are things going in Eau Claire at the northern end of the world's longest barn? Bob Bosol joins the Midwest Farm Report in just moments to update you on the latest agriculture happenings. If we all go in on energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for some big rewards. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Well, now that we're past the 4th of July weekend, it's time to get busy. And our Wisconsin State FFA members are ready to do it. Fabulous Farm Aid Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where normally we'd be seeing busloads of uh, FFA members heading to the Alliant Energy Center for their state convention. The date's a little different this year, and the platform definitely different. Bob, they are all online starting today. What's that uh, they say? Rise up, stand up their convention uh, theme this year? Yep, Rise Up, Stand Out is what they're calling the 91st annual convention. The first time in those 91 years, they will not be getting together as a group. Seems hard to believe, but that's the way the world is now. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And they'll have a busy schedule starting today right on through the 10th. And, uh, you know, about three weeks later than where we uh, normally are with a convention in mid-June. But I had a chance to talk to uh, some of the state officers, including our outgoing state president, Colin Welzine, from the Arcadia FFA chapter. And we've kind of talked and shook our heads and say it's just not normal, is it, Colin? Yeah, it's really <laughs> tough to fathom. You can't even really uh, put it into perspective 
I've been trying to get it through my head for a long time now, and it's a, definitely a tough pill to swallow, but I guess it's time to move on and, and make the show what we can make it. So, yeah, it's not going to be the same uh, as the Align Energy Center, the atmosphere, and this, the camaraderie we get down there, and so many of us have known to to love and appreciate but uh, we're hoping to make it a, as meaningful of an experience as possible and still reach out to a lot of a lot of people and who knows maybe the the online event will actually reach more people this way so we'll see what happens but uh, we've been hard hard at work putting things together and we're looking forward to seeing how they turn out now this format is going to be different obviously because you're not face to face so as you look at the schedule you know the old time we the, the old times the former <laughs> conventions we'd start you know, in the morning, take a break, have sessions right up through the evening. But that's not going to happen. This is going to be spread out over like five days. So how are you timed it out? Yeah, it'll be a little differently this year. So we're used to having seven different sessions spread throughout the week. And we decided that it's probably not realistic to have people sit down for hours upon hours at a time throughout the day and and watch it all. So we're going to try to chunk things out and post different videos and graphics and announcements throughout the day. So then, uh, viewers can look through and watch the videos that they want to watch and and make sure they share and like those videos and uh, so there'll be stuff monday through friday pretty much all throughout the day but they'll be posted at structured times throughout the day so you're able to follow along all week long and and uh, help support their ffa members and recognize all their accomplishments now this is your second convention to help put together because you were obviously on the officer team a year ago What's been the, obviously we know the biggest difference, but the challenges, what are the different challenges you've had to face to try and get a hold of FFA members for applications and things like that? What have you had to go through with this team? Yeah, so in a normal year, I guess, in March is when we really go full forces convention mode. And and we actually had our March board meeting right when things started to shut down. We that was our first Zoom meeting. We had to do it virtually, and little did we know that we'd get we'd get used to Zoom real quick after that. But uh, so it's been quite the challenges trying to first of all get our team together. I mean, obviously we've been have to uh, meet remotely as well on Zoom, so that's a challenge in itself. But then it's really kind of reinventing the wheel. It's a whole different process and. Uh, the convention that we put on for so many years in a row, we've gotten pretty good at it, things down to a T, but now it's kind of starting all over and uh, doing the award applications online, judging the award applications online, all the star interviews had to be held virtually over Zoom, all the state officer interviews will be taken uh, over Zoom as well, and we're not able to use the delegates this year because that's been so difficult uh, to try to get all them, it's basically impossible to do that, so uh, it's just a whole different process this year, but... Uh, I'm lucky I got a good team to work with, and it's been challenging for us. We've been tested, but we've managed to stick together as a team through this whole thing. And in a lot of ways, I think it's might have might have made us stronger. I mean, it's going to make us all better people in the long run. And we've worked through challenges that no other team has had to go through. So I guess we can be proud of that. But it'll be it'll be interesting how it turns out. How will the new team actually be selected? Then we don't have the delegates running down the hallways, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So how will the new officer team actually? be selected 
So instead of the traditional delegate rounds we usually have, we're going to have a different uh, committee or selection panels of judges that would typically do the interviews at state conventions. So there'll be four different uh, sets of judges, and there'll be different scorecards, and there'll be four different interviews that are similar to the ones we usually do down at convention, and then we'll also be incorporating the some of the delegate round speeches that uh, we would normally do as well. So the process will look similar, but obviously people will be doing it from their own homes, so that'll be a whole new lens and one of the other things we're we're losing here the state judging events at river falls and madison weren't able to be held so we're going to have some teams not recognized have i got that right yeah the the career development events all got canceled except for a few of the regional events so uh and nationals actually made the decision that they're not hosting traditional national career developments either so uh Everything got canceled there, so uh, yeah, we won't have those to recognize. And our our sectional leadership development events, our speaking contests, all kind of got stopped midway through their uh, completion. We only had a couple sectional contests that actually got completed, so we won't have the suspense of announcing the, the leadership development winners either. So yeah, announcing those teams and knowing who we're going to send off to the national convention, it's again going to be another missing piece of our puzzle, but uh, it's what we've had to do, and I guess it'll be different at the national level too, because all their states are going through the same thing we are. Now, looking at uh, the convention, and you said it's going to be spread out over five days, Will we have a, I guess, a roster of what's going to happen each day that we can go online and download so we know when we can maybe see some somebody that we are that's special to us? Yeah, as we get closer to convention, we'll release a full schedule uh, that has all the list of everything that will be going on through the days, whether it's award announcements or there'll be uh, a keynote address from the National FFA president, workshops you can attend, there'll be a, a live concert on, on one of the evenings, there'll be an alumni workshop, so there'll be all different things, uh, not just award announcements, so uh, there'll be all different ways for uh, attendees or viewers to get involved, and whether that's on Facebook, on Instagram, or they'll also be uh, posted on the website as well. So even if you don't have social media like me, you can still check it out and uh, try to get the, the the full deal. So uh, look forward to that as we get closer to the dates. You mentioned a concert, and of course, one of the things that I I always think is a highlight is to listen to the band and the state chorus perform at the convention. Are they going to be putting on this concert, or are they not being assembled this year? Yeah, unfortunately not. We we were trying to work all kinds of stuff as we've been going back and forth trying to plan. We post something to August, so hopefully we could have something in person, but everything else canceled. We decided that wasn't possible, and we were hoping that they could still perform at State Fair and practice there, and then we could put something together uh for convention, but unfortunately, with State Fair being canceled, we're not going to be able to get the band together or chorus together at all. Um, I think they're still trying to do something virtually, but that's all still in the works yet uh, with Peter and Monty and the band and chorus directors. So um, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to end up, but it definitely will not be the same as we're all used to. Now, you've had quite a ride, obviously, the last two years as, first of all, an officer, sectional vice president, and now this year, the state president. How is all that going to... I could imagine you could write a, a farewell speech <laughs> that would be a half an hour, 45 minutes long with all FFA has meant to you and the experiences you've gone through. How have you kind of ciphered it down, so to speak, and what kind of focus will your farewell speech have? 
Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> it's a lot to incorporate. I mean, it's been one heck of a ride, that's for sure, and not necessarily ending that we'd all hoped for. So it's it's going to be a little balance of everything that I've tried to live out uh, in my FFA career. A, a little bit of competition that kind of got me started in FFA, and then uh, talk about uh, what I think's tried to help make me successful and what, how I've watched FFA members be successful and try to challenge them to uh, take those same things and and uh, implement them in their lives. So I'll give you the title. The title is Champions. That's all I'll give you, Bob. You'll have to stay tuned if you want to watch her. Check her well, out. Well, I'm sure it'll be a champion of a presentation as well. Colin, as you leave FFA now, now you focus on your career. I know the farm is important to you in Arcadia, but education-wise, where are you going, coming back? What are your plans? Yeah, so I have a year left at UW-River Falls. I'll be set to graduate uh, in the next spring with an agribusiness degree and dairy science minor. And uh, right now the plan is to return back to the family dairy farm uh, where I hope to uh, take that over with my with my brothers, hopefully down the road. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I hope that uh, we can make that work and I can move forward with that as soon as possible. But uh, we'll see what happens, maybe work in the in- uh, industry somewhere and of course, get involved in ag organizations, Farm Bureau, whatever it may be, and maybe see myself in leadership positions in those organizations or public service down the line, whatever, wherever the wind blows me. But uh, yeah, FFA's been a large part of my life for the last well seven years now, so it'll be a little a little different come July 11th when I'm officially retired, I guess. But I've got a couple bonus weeks now on my resume, so uh, it'll be take a little getting used to. Things will slow down a little bit for me, that's for sure, but I'm sure I'll have no trouble staying busy. Dad will, Dad will have plenty of projects for me at the home. Dad and Mom always do, that's for sure. And uh, Colin Weltzine from the Arcadia FFA, who is uh, leaving us as our state FFA president. Yeah, just one more thing I want to say. I've, I mentioned I got started in FFA seven years ago, and one of my first memories of FFA was actually interviewing with Bob in the FFA on the air program, and I've done quite a few interviews with you throughout the years, and I just want to say that it's been an honor uh, to do every one of them, and I appreciate everything you do to, to, to tell the story for us, so I appreciate everything uh, you've done for me and for so many other FFA members. Well, if you want to think about coming over on this side of the microphone, I'm sure <laughs> the opportunity would be there, but whatever you choose to do, Colin, good luck in the future. Thank you very much, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Colin Weltzine, outgoing state FFA president on his career and the upcoming Wisconsin FFA convention. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I do solemnly swear federal employee. that I will support and defend. I am a customs and border protection officer. My job is to keep my country Against safe. Against all enemies. We work to make the national banking system safe and sound. I am proud to work for America. Go to theyworkforus.org. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai tankless water heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. 
Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. I-39 Supply, affordable trailer rentals on all trailers, enclosed utility car hauler and dump trailers. Plus I-39 Supply's huge indoor showroom service and parts department. I-39 Supply, trailer service and more. I-39Supply.com. Goodman Jewelers has been in business for over 76 years and they will continue to for another 76 years or beyond. Helping folks find those perfect gifts for any occasion. Now right now, the doors are closed because they're doing a little bit of clean up and repair and refurbish from some damage, but they are still open by appointment. And you can always contact them by going through their Facebook page, or you can click over to their website and check out their inventory, goodmansjewelers.com. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, 521. Now let's find out what's coming our way weather-wise. Stu Ag meteorologist, along with us. Now, it's going to sound like a broken record forecast because it is all about heat this week. I do see we've got a chance of rain in the forecast. Tell me more about that. Well, there's some chances here and there, Pam. I mean, it happened even already late Friday over here where my neighbors about four miles away picked up almost two inches of rain on Friday afternoon. I had nothing. Didn't even see the clouds. Just that close. Now we have a very hot, very sticky pattern in store. And as a cool front is trying to push on through the Dakotas and into northwest Minnesota, Radar this morning shows showers, even looks like a thunderstorm far southwest Minnesota. That'll push down to northern Iowa, but at most we could talk about hit or miss, scattered showers or storms. That chance around this afternoon, right on into Tuesday, really hot Wednesday, and then more likely some rain toward the end of the week. We'll check the forecast right after this. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If we all go in on energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for some big rewards. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. All righty, Stu. With all this heat, I worry about severe weather. What do we got coming? Well, we look at a mostly sunny, hot day today. We all ought to be around or just in the low 90s. And that's going to lead this afternoon to an isolated, you know, a pop-up shower or a thunderstorm. That chance could last into the evening, especially, say, La Crosse, Moss, and Eau Claire. 
And even Eau Claire through the night could pick up nearly a quarter of an inch of rain. Well, a thunderstorm in your neighborhood could uh, really blow that amount out of the water, so we'll watch it. Uh, clear out, though, then later tonight, and we stay in the low 70s. Southwest winds at 5. Mostly sunny tomorrow. The possibility of an afternoon shower or storm again around 90 with the west winds at 5. Mostly sunny, hot Wednesday, low and mid-90s with the south winds at 5. Like I said, Thursday into Friday, Pam, maybe a little more likely to get rain that actually measures up. Right now, it looks like there is a pretty severe thunderstorm that's coming through that Eau Claire area. Fairchild uh, looks like it's also about 21 miles west of Nielsville, moving southeast. They said wind gusts up to 50 miles an hour, dime-sized hail that could be in that storm up in uh, northeast Wisconsin. So kind of bear that in mind. Eau Claire, you've got clouds. You're at 72. La Crosse, clear in 73. Mauston, clear in 72. Fond du Lac, clear 72 degrees. Beaverdam, clear and 70 degrees at the airport. Madison currently clear skies and 73 degrees. Remember, if you've got those rainfall reports, you can always give me a call. Toll free, 877-301-FARM. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Cleary Building Corporation. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Co-op. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at wfbf.com. Keep up with Pam on social media. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter and at midwestfarmreport.com. A trusting family gives its members the support they need to make it through life. You could say the same about Compel Consulting. They're your most trusted provider of computer services, combining personalized service with affordable solutions for business owners right here in Madison. And they respond to their customers' computer problems within 60 minutes or less. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. Johnson Tractor asks you to close your eyes. Now, imagine the perfect flow of grain from the field to the bin. Imagine a single rotor that ensures both quality and productivity. And think about an advanced system that optimizes harvest settings on the go. But you don't have to imagine. With features like AFS Harvest Command, an Axial Flow Combine from Case IH, and Johnson Tractor always delivers the perfect flow for your operation. The new Case IH Combine is waiting for you at Johnson Tractor in Judah and Janesville. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. Goodman's Jewelers has been in business for over 76 years, and they will continue to for another 76 years or beyond, helping folks find those perfect gifts for any occasion. Now, right now, the doors are closed because they're doing a little bit of cleanup and repair and refurbish from some damage, but they are still open by appointment. And you can always contact them by going through their Facebook page, or you can click over to their website and check out their inventory, goodmansjewelers.com. Be the light. That's my motto. Hi, I'm Scott, proud employee with EverReady Electric for over 20 years. We want you. Yes, you. We're hiring for journeymen or master electricians. Full-time with a hiring bonus of $1,500. Why? Well, we get that transitioning from one job to another has costs. And we're here to support you in a new comfort zone. Join our team and apply online. Or call and ask for Linda. She'll amp you up. We're EverReady. Battles aren't won, 
solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move to free out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of Battles Won. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Through our partnership with the Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago, Settlers Bank has been able to make grants to our nonprofit community. We are proud to support the heroic efforts of these compassionate people. We are committed to providing them solutions and support. As a bank built on relationships, bringing these dollars back home just makes sense. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. Lenders you know. Member FDIC. Equal Opportunity Lender. What would Rob Reichel's top five favorite Packers be of all time? Favorite Packers of all time. All right, so I started covering the team Evo like on a permanent basis in one So, you know, just I, you, you don't ever want biases to creep in and stuff. So I'm, I'm going to take you back pre-01. There's obviously guys since then I've had great working relationships with, others that have been a lot trickier and stuff like that. I grew up on Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre's. The, the, the guy who brought this state back to football, you know, after that trade in, in February of 92, Evo, football was dead. I, Farms as great of a competitor as, as I think you'll ever see. He, I, I, I'd be stunned if, if I ever watch another Packer player put on a uniform with the Kahunas that Favre had. Right. Um, Leroy, Leroy Butler is an all-time favorite. He and I wrote a book together. Um, he was out in the league right around the time I started covering the team. Um, you know, I grew up on Lynn Dickey a little bit too, Evo, and, and I was a big Lynn Dickey guy. Um, and, and James Lofton and, and Paul Kaufman and Jefferson and that group in the '80s, which was a lot of fun to watch score points. They couldn't stop anybody. <laughs> but Lynn, Dick, Lynn Dickey was a tough sucker. I'll tell you that he uh, he couldn't move, and that was back in the day in the '80s when they could absolutely beat the hell out of quarterbacks, and and he couldn't get out of the way. But boy, did he have a cannon of an arm! So I'll put Dickey in there. I was a big Antonio Freeman guy. Yeah. Uh, 
for, for quite a while, Evo and um, Five. You know what? I, I, but other than the 2015 Badgers, Evo for basketball, the last the, 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 the team that I loved as much as any before that were those 96 Packers. And, and here's one no one's going to put on your list. But I'll tell you what, the guy that saved the season for the Packers in 96 was a left tackle named Bruce Wilkerson. Ooh. And uh, Green, Bay, Green Bay couldn't block anybody on, uh, you know, on the left side uh, for, for about six weeks. They invested a first-round pick in John Michaels and flapped. They had some injury issues. They, they tried Bruce Wilkerson over there. Evo, he saved the season for him. <laughs> he, he gets very little credit in terms of that Super Bowl run. But, but I, I love Bruce Wilkerson. I've talked to him a number of times since then. He's a good dude. Um, I'm a, he, I will be the only one who puts him on that list, Steve, but I'm going to throw in Bruce Wilkerson. I love it, Robbie. Way to keep us guessing right there, man. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Brett Favre, Rob, Brett Favre made some very interesting comments when it comes to Jordan Love. He said that he was thinking the Packers should use Jordan Love like the Saints used Taysom Hill. Is Brett Favre's, uh, did Copperfit give him an extra tight uh, sleeve and is cutting off circulation to his brain? What do you think of the Packers using Jordan Love like the Saints used Taysom Hill? Yeah, I, you know, Brett's made references to, to in, in the past few years here that he that he's slipping a little bit and losing his mind and forgetting things and this and that. And, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, Evo, if, if that's hyperbole or if he's actually factual, but when, when people read that story, what he said to TMZ, I, I think they actually believe, Brett, that he's losing his mind a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it makes no sense whatsoever, Evo. And, and I, get, I can tell you right now, and I can guarantee you right now, that's not how Green Bay is going to use Jordan Love. I, I'm not sure where Brett was going with that, and it, believe me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I think there will be times this year, Evo, they'll get Jordan Love on the field. Um, you know, Rodgers theoretically is going to miss a couple of games along the way due to injury. There's going to be blowouts. They're going to get they're going to get enough of a look at Jordan Love if we do have a season, Evo, that uh, you know that they'll they'll have a feel for him one way or the other, and it. It makes absolutely no sense to take your first-round draft pick and, and flank him out a wide receiver or take Aaron Rodgers and put him on a wide receiver or put uh, you know put Jordan Hill in the backfield with A.J. Dillon or something like that. And not, none of that makes any sense in 2020, Evo, uh, in terms of where the, the Green Bay Packers are offensively. And, and I can tell you right now it's not going to happen. Yeah, I was like, very interesting, very interesting comments here from Brett Favre. Uh, Robbie, I just see this. I'm looking at Rob Reichel uh, on uh, your Twitter account, at Rob Reichel. And Lindy Sports, it's America's leading football authority, pro football preview. There's my man, Rob Reichel. It says, go grab a copy because you wrote all the Packers stories in it, man. Can you give, give us a little more preview into this uh, this pro football preview of what you did? Yeah, well, you know, I've worked for Lindy's for a number of years. You know, I, I typically write all their Packer copy, and you know, what, what they do is they find a beat guy in every city. You know, if it's Minnesota, Chicago, they, they go grab one of the writers to uh, to write for their for their national magazine, kind of leading into the season. Which what makes Lindy's nice, Evo, is you know, I don't know if you remember twenty years ago, you could go and and you could grab uh, ten pro football uh, preview magazines about this time of the year. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rise up, stand out. That's the theme for the Wisconsin FFA convention that starts officially today, runs all week long. They're doing it all online, but maybe they'll get a really good turnout because of that. Wisconsin FFA convention online starting today. They'll have uh, daily retiring addresses 
from the state uh, officer team. Today, they'll be focused in on middle school recognition, service recognition, membership awards, and the Food for America program. Tonight, they're even going to have a Facebook Live concert. The Wisconsin FFA having their online convention today and every day this week at wisconsinffa.org. I'm P.M. Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So let's talk a little bit about what happened on this day in 1994. Forrest Gump, the movie, was released. Wow, back on 1994. Of course, you know that stars Tom Hanks and Robin Wright was in it. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Again, Forrest Gump introduced to the public on this day back in 1994. Happy birthday to Sylvester Stallone, 74 years old. Happy birthday to Kevin Hart, 41 years old. Unfortunately, a sad note in entertainment, if you hadn't already noticed it, actor Nick Cordero has died of complications from COVID-19. He was a Tony-nominated Broadway performer, and uh, boy, the story that his wife has been sharing online about his struggles has ultimately ended with the loss of his life yesterday in L.A. So now you know. Well, as I said, we want you to know more about what's happening in your community Since COVID-19 became a part of our world, our Wisconsin butchers and meat processors have been absolutely slammed trying to help farmers process animals, trying to help consumers find that locally produced meat. Josh Scramlin's got a really interesting story before 6 o'clock on a brand new butcher shop that's going to be opening up in Vernon County. And before the doors go open, they are already backlogged with a list of cattle they've got to process through to October. Stick around for the story on Nordic Meats with Josh Scramlin as we roll towards 6 o'clock. Well, another big show has been impacted by COVID-19. On Friday, the organizers of the Farm Progress Show announced they're canceling. The 2020 Farm Progress Show was scheduled to be held in Boone, Iowa, September 1st through the 3rd, but like many large gatherings, it has been canceled due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Event manager Matt Youngman says the decision did not come lightly. It goes against everything that we do to cancel the Farm Progress Show when the calendar says June. We've had to cancel days here and there because of weather, but to cancel it in June was really a a difficult call for all of us and, and something I can assure you that we did not take this lightly. The event's cancellation shows just how quickly the landscape can change in event planning in a pandemic. Show organizers just two weeks ago assured that the show would go on. However, Youngman says concerns from both exhibitors and volunteers over rising case numbers forced the cancellation. Ten days, two weeks ago, we, we came out with our confident word that we were going to move forward and our plans to do so. And what we learned was that we had a lot of concerns from not only uh, you know a good cross-section of the exhibitors, but also, importantly, the volunteers takes 600 volunteers just to make the operations of the event go. They were not comfortable exposing themselves to people from around the country and and around the globe. Youngman admits things could change again potentially for the better between now and the show dates. However, too many question marks remained as on-site show preparations would need to begin. We had kind of self-imposed the July 4th deadline because once you get to July 4th, the planning is over and the implementing starts. And that means that 
exhibitors were about to start spending money on tents and landscaping and electrical work and and that kind of thing. And we were too. You know, it was time to start loading tents on semis and aiming them for Boone, Iowa. And they were going to start flying by about the 15th, 20th of July. Despite the in-person cancellation, Youngman says producers should look forward to a virtual Farm Progress Show experience in 2020. How that looks and what is included is currently in development. We have 400 acres of corn in Boone, Iowa that's going to be ready at the end of August, and we have that exhibit field. And in Grand Island, we have 60 acres of alfalfa, and so we've opened it up to the exhibitor base and our staff to come up with anything and everything that we can create content around. Maybe we're going to have some planter demos. Maybe we're going to mount cameras all over combines and tillage tools and secondary tillage tools and, and see what kind of things we can capture to, to try to create good content so that when you go to the website, it's really engaging in, in that virtual trade show. Right around showtime, maybe it's going to be a week or two after or a week or two before. Youngman says to stay tuned to farmprogressshow.com to learn about the virtual show as details are announced. This year's 2020 Husker Harvest Days in Nebraska has also been canceled. I'm Jared White reporting. If we all go in on energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for some big rewards. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. A lot of states, not just Wisconsin, are going to experience temperatures again soaring back into the 90s. And I think the markets this morning are paying attention to the fact that uh, maybe that is not going to advance our crop quite as much as we would hope. On the overnight, December corn's up four cents right now at 357. November soybeans are up nine cents, currently at 905 and three quarters. July wheat, that's unchanged at 490. September wheat's up two and a half at 494. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese was up a penny and a half at 241 and a half. The 40 pound block cheese was up three and a half at 267 and a half. Double A butter down a penny and a quarter. Closed the week at 173 and three quarters per pound. Right now, August milk is up 26 cents at 2121 100 weight. September milk's up 23 at 1904. October milk up 11 at 1785 100 weight. So we're trying our best to uh, get all the details on the youth livestock expos that are being organized as alternates to county fairs. On Friday, we found out that Dane County, Columbia County, Loda Agricultural Fair, and the Stoughton Fairs are working together on a youth livestock expo scheduled for July 18th at the Iowa County Fairgrounds in Mineral Point. They are welcoming all market livestock, including dairy steers and all breeding stock, to show at the event. The kids will pay an entry fee that will be used to cover expenses, and once the expenses are covered, all remaining money will be distributed to the exhibitors. We've got details up at MidwestFarmReport.com. They've also set up an account at the State Bank of Cross Plains, a purple ribbon fund to allow sponsors to get involved with that Dane County, Columbia County, Lodi Agricultural Fair, and Stoughton Fair's Youth Livestock Expo July 18th at the Iowa County Fairgrounds in Mineral Point. Don't forget, Sauk County has their Youth Livestock Expo coming up on uh, the July 10th and 11th. That's going to be at the Juno Fairgrounds in Mauston. 
And we also know that there is a Juneau County Livestock Expo that's going to be held at those fairgrounds a couple weeks later. We're working on the details. If you've got more you can share with us, please do that. MidwestFarmReport.com. Send us an email or leave us a message at uh, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and we'll follow up as quickly as we can. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. With Johnson Tractor's brand new Case IH online parts store, you can order from your computer or your mobile device. Sign up for an account with Johnson Tractor and get free shipping on your first order. Johnson Tractor's Case IH online parts store is open for business 24-7, 365 days a year. Just log on at johnsontractor.com and click on the online parts store tab. Visit the brand new Case IH online parts store at johnsontractor.com. Johnson Tractor, from land to lawn. Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propelled grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. You don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. You've always had an eye for photography. The magical lens recorded your most beautiful moments. This is Matt Gunderson with Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care. Be in charge of your ultimate selfie. It costs nothing to prearrange affordable options and plan your life celebration. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson When asked to name his favorite family members, he asked if the animals in the barn count. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. I called my local butcher and I can't get in until next February. I think I've heard that from about 10 different people. For the Midwest Farm Report, my name is Josh Scramlin. And when the major processing plants closed down, there was a rush to get to your local butcher to get animals in. And now with county fairs being closed, local butchers and meat shops are in an even more pressed situation. And because of that, like I said, you're not able to get an animal in until summer of 2021 and sometimes even fall of 2021. That's why it's all the more exciting when I heard that there was a new local meat processing plant opening up here in Wisconsin. The exact location is Viroqua in Vernon County. Nordic Meats is going to be a locally owned meat processing plant. Ross Williams is the general manager of the brand new Nordic Meats. Ross, how did this new local processor even come to be? A bunch of local producers, farmers, ranchers in the Viroqua area, Westby, um, Coon Valley area, all needed more places to take their animals. Um, a few of the people are members of a local cooperative where they take their own beef now. And um, there was this opportunity with this facility that was sitting here empty for two, three years. So they purchased it. Then 
the rest is going on now. So they, they did it for the locals that were looking for uh, more places to take their animals. All right, well, the facility was already there, so it kind of seems like a no-brainer. Is this just going to be a processor, or is there going to be a retail shop as well? At the moment, we are not retailing. That's not in our business structure. The biggest problem at the moment was just getting a place for people to get their animals processed. So retail is not in our business plan at the moment. Of course. Well, it's all about meeting the immediate need. And that leads me to my next question. Prior to you guys opening up uh, this coming September, where were producers having to go to get animals processed? Um, it's not so much a far travel. It is everyone's backed up a year or roughly around there. They got uh, the Richmond Center locker, which is a great locker. Uh, they have solar meats um, down in Soldier's Grove, I believe. Um, and there's a couple to the north also. Uh, Toma area. Um, it's more just everybody's just backed incredibly backed up, um, and you just can't get on the schedule. That's one of the reasons that it's so interesting to see a place opening right now. Because how long has this plan been in place? It, it was it prior to COVID. Yeah, I mean the the plant was here built, I believe, uh, roughly in 2008. Uh, it went through two owners, three owners. They had a different business plan. They were uh, more of the retail model. And then it was sitting here empty, and then then the group of investors got a hold of it, and it is what it is now. Ross, I can't exactly remember when you were going to start taking orders for processing. For some reason, mid-July sticks out to me, but I'm sure as soon as you open up the floodgates, it's just going to be a rush from people. Yeah, actually, we've already we've been taking orders for about four weeks now. Our first day in service is July 8th. We're already booked up through September. And I'm assuming as soon as people heard that you were taking orders, it was probably just, uh, it was like a swarm of hornets. Yeah, it was a lot of calls all day. My cell phone was uh, constantly ringing, and that's just by word of mouth. So, yeah. And what animals are you taking, Ross? Right now, we're just focusing on beef. We'll start taking um, pigs probably in September. And then we will do uh, sheep, goats uh, down the road. We're just so backlogged with cattle that that want to get in. Um, it's going to be cattle and pigs. And how far out did you say cattle are, September? Yeah, we're booking into uh, October now, September full. And what is your capacity going to be per week? How many how many beef steers are you hoping to do? Uh, like any new business, we're going to ramp up. Max capacity, what we want to get to, is probably 30 to 40 head uh, a week. Uh, we're definitely not going to be there by September. You know, we're thinking probably 15 to 20 head. And you've got the facility, like you said. What was it like to, to compile a staff? How big is your staff going to be, and how long did it take you to get everybody on board? Uh, we're looking for a staff of about eight. Uh, we're almost there. It is a fair amount of work, as anybody in the industry probably knows. Finding people with this niche, uh, butchers, they're, they're few and far between. Um, but we, we are, able to, are able to track some people down and... We're still looking for more. Are they all from Wisconsin? Are you getting some from Minnesota? Or where are they coming from? Currently, they're all from Wisconsin. But yeah, we're very interested. If any, you know, we're right across the state line from Minnesota, so absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I was just curious because I had talked to a, a butcher shop in New Glarus just a couple weeks back, and he was saying just how difficult it is to find people in this profession. Um, so going off of that, have other processors uh, that have been in the game for a while, have they given you guys any pointers or any, hey, don't do this, or hey, you should do this? Yeah, actually, it's been amazing. Uh, everybody in the industry uh, has been exceptional. No one, for the most part, is hiding you know, secrets 
or trying to keep anything. Now, everybody's pretty open book and willing to help. They're, they're backed up just like everyone else. So if they have good customers that need animals to be processed, they want them to get processed. You know, they're not trying to lack the pun, the hog, all the customers, you know. Uh, everybody works together really well. Yes, and, that, and that's the thing that some of the other uh, meat shops have told me is they hate turning people away. Um, but I'm sure many of your customers right now are people that have sadly been turned away. Is that what you're finding? Yes, very much. Yep. Okay, so let's walk through the facility itself. I know yesterday you said that you were getting a USDA inspection because this is a federally inspected facility, correct? Correct. So how did that inspection go? Was it nerve-wracking? Uh, yeah, there are a lot of hoops to jump through in this type of industry. Everything is very specific. Everything has to be very clear, clean, um, and we're still j- jumping through a few of those hoops. Most of it's been taken care of. But, uh, yeah, it, it's been great, and the inspector that we're working with has been awesome, too. So everything's been going as planned so far. And then, Ross, I'm curious about your background because you're the GM of this new Nordic Meats, which is a new meat shop that's going to be opening up in Viroqua. How did you get into this, this position? How did you get involved? Huh. Uh, it's a small world. I have an agronomy back, uh, background. I've been an agronomist for the last 10 years. And through talking to my customers, I learned a little bit about this industry. People were having animals they couldn't get in. And I just started thinking about the idea. And then I was going to more or less start up my own very small plant um, and do this. And word of mouth got out, and somebody talked to somebody who needed a GM for this facility uh, to hire and run it. So that's, long story short, that's basically how it went. (laughs) Did you ever see yourself in this position ever? No way. I I can't even. I still think about it. A year ago, if I would have told myself that I would be here now, I there's no way. All right, and then Ross, just before I let you go, let's reiterate: when are you guys opening? You've started taking orders. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Yes. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Everything is done through NordicMeats.com. That's Nordic with a K, N-O-R-D-I-K. Book online. Uh, it'll show all of our available openings. There is a deposit per animal. That is the kill fee, the slaughter fee up front, they also fill out the cut sheet online and turn that in. Um, if someone, for example, is selling a half to a family member or someone else, those people can also go online and fill out the cut sheet for what they, what they want done with their animal. Well, that's pretty smart. Online ordering, that kind of makes it easier for everybody. We have had a couple very small glitches. But uh, for the most part, people really, really like being able to pay online and fill out their cut sheet without having to show up at the processing facility and fill out a, a hand copy. Well, and it's probably great because I'm sure it, it shows how far out you can book, right? Yes, absolutely. And it allows people to get on the list instantly. They don't have to find time, you know, to call or put a, you know, do all that stuff that you have to. So, yeah. That's awesome. Ross Williams, the general manager of the brand new Nordic Meats. It is a local processor that is opening up on July 8th in Viroqua. That is in Vernon County. They're already taking appointments. So go to NordicMeats.com and you can handle everything right there. If you have been turned away from somewhere else, maybe Nordic Meats might be able to get your animal in for you. For the time being, they are just doing beef, but they plan on handling hogs and goats and lambs in the future. Good luck to Ross and his entire crew at the brand new Nordic Meats in Vernon County. And for the Midwest Farm Report, 